This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. I just want to welcome everyone that's tuned into Radio K Pulpit. You're with Alana Willie for you, and the program is called Body Matters. And today I've got a very special host who's been here previously before. Some of you might have heard him before, and that is Nigel Brown. And Nigel's also an author and has written many books, but he's um, from Master Reset. Master Reset is your ministry, and you've written a lot of books about that. And we're going to be speaking today about unconditional obedience. So Nigel, for those who have never heard from you or don't know anything about your books, don't you just want to introduce yourself and just share a little bit about what is Master Reset? uh, Reset. Okay. So firstly, thank you so much, Alana, for this opportunity again. I really appreciate it. I I really value this. I'm really excited to be with you and chatting and also engaging with your audience. Um, Yeah, so... Firstly, uh, if I can introduce myself to those people who, uh, who who haven't heard of me before, I'm Nigel Brown, as Alana said, and uh, I am a husband. Uh, my wife's uh, name is Zuline, and I've got two kids, Caleb and Daniel. They are five and, and two years old, respectively. Uh, my highest calling in life is to be a Christ-like husband and a a loving father to my Amen. kids. And but but in terms of ministry, I have this inextinguishable passion to help people discover and live out their true identity, their purpose, and their calling in Christ. And I discovered this when I was 15 years old. And um, ever since then, for 25 years, I've been, uh, you know, living out this uh, this passion through uh, serving in youth and young adult ministry. Mm-hmm. And for 11 of those years, I, w- I was in full-time ministry. And then two years uh, ago, I, I transitioned from there and I started my company called Master Reset. So even though the context in which I've exercised and express this passion, change, the passion still remains the same. And now I do it through life coaching, spiritual coaching, um, or writing books, and uh, creating resources. So Master Reset is in essence about about that, mm. about fulfilling my, my call, my passion to help people discover their, their passions, their purpose, their calling, their true identity um, by aligning their mindsets to the mind of Christ. Do you know what? That's such a powerful statement because transformation starts in the mind. If you want to achieve anything, you have to start with taking your thoughts captive. So that is so powerful. Don't you want to touch on some of the books that you, that comes out of Master Research? Because I know that all flows out of your ministry and your passion. No problem. Yes, yeah, so so I've, I've written four books so far, and there's one that, that is brewing in my heart that hopefully will be released next year. Awesome. Um, the first book that I wrote is entitled Legacy. The second book is Who is God? The third one is The Will of God. And the fourth and the latest one is Freedom. So do you want me to just go through each yeah, one or, just, or just, anyone? Yeah, I think just touch on, on – I think we, we actually spoke about freedom the last time, and mm-hmm. I think the will of God. Okay. So, and yes, so they're basically – are they in a, a, a series of, of – um, Yes. Well, it's 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 – Connected, but also not connected. Okay. You can actually go through each one individually, um, and it's not really connected to the other one. But overall, it is. Yes. If you understand it's what got I'm the saying, same. It's got the same message. Yeah, similar kind of message. The reset of the mindset. Yes. So we move from um, from legacy, which focuses on how you want to be remembered, you know, and then yes. um, asking the the right questions to align your life with that legacy yes. that you want that you want to attain um giving up um li- limiting beliefs mindset that that's actually sabotaging the legacy mm. you want to leave behind uh, and adopting new and empowering mindsets in order to manifest that legacy then who is god um is understanding the character and nature of god um with the purpose of uh, dispelling fear because mm. if you know who's with you 
Yeah. If you know the power of the one who's with you, if yes. you know the character and the nature of the one who's with you, if you know how much they, this person loves you, God loves mm. you, then you can't be fearful. Yeah. Fear, fear cannot be a sustained state in your life. Yes. Because That's that, that perfect this. love cast out uh, all fear. That's yes. right. If you that's know right. you've been perfected in his love, in his love, then you will not fear. That Absolutely. is a, such an awesome statement. Are the other two books just briefly to okay. touch on those? Yeah, the the will of God is 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 an interesting book uh, because I focus on on, the, on a passage in 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 Thessalonians. I don't know the direct reference uh, offhand, but it's, it, it basically says that it is God's will that we be thankful in all things. Mm, sure. What I've realized is that we will only understand and be receptive to the will of God if we if our hearts. Ha, um, the environment of our hearts is the environment of gratitude mm. as opposed to entitlement. Mm. So it creates a, a, an environment where we are able to hear God clearly. Sure. And the thing that that erodes a grateful heart is um, wrong mindsets, false mm. mindsets. So in the will of God, the book of the will of God, I, I write down 40 um, false or lies, yes. false beliefs or lies that eroded my grateful heart. Sure. And I replaced that with the truth, mm-hmm. which actually cultivated a, a heart of gratitude that made me re- more receptive to hear God and obey him in what he's trying to tell me. It's like, for example, in uh, the story about this minister going to uh, Holland during the time of winter, right? And he attended a a wedding in a in a greenhouse. Sure. So it was it was mm. snowing outside, but he attended a wedding in a greenhouse. And in the greenhouse, there was beautiful plants and like mm. plants that would never survive on the outside. In, on the outside, um, be, but because of the environment that was created, that 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 plants could grow, mm. you know. And and this is this is the effect of um, a, a heart of gratitude. It, sure. it actually creates the environment in which that which the you Lord intends flourish. for us can flourish, can actually grow yes, and be right. fruit in our lives. Sure. So that's the will of God. That is so interesting. And the last one, Freedom? Freedom is, wow, that book, I wrote, that's the latest book that I wrote, and it's about becoming functionally what we already are positionally. Okay, um, by identity. That. Yes, I'm okay. going to go <laughs> to that. So we have a certain identity. We have yes. identity in Christ, but sometimes on a practical level, we don't live up to that standard. Mm. So when we look at our lives, we don't look like the identity that is being, that has been assigned to us because of what Christ has done. Mm. So the process of aligning and becoming who we are by identity is is the yes. renewing of the mind. That's true. And um, but and, and in the book, I basically focus on. Uh, what we are free from, mm-hmm. 20 things that we are free from, from day one to day 20. And from day 21 to day 40, I focus on what we are free to become sure. and to do, free to be sure. and to do. So it's about becoming uh, um, functionally, like practically wise. Mm-hmm. When people look at you, yes. they, they don't have to, you don't have to tell them you're a Christian or you're yeah. a believer or you're a follower of Christ mm-hmm. by your fruit that can be demonstrated by how you live on a practical day-to-day level, they will be able to see that, you know, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples. And that also just just to add to that, because as you were talking, I was just thinking that God sees us are undefiled. You know, he sees us for the purpose he created us. Yes. And that's without blemish, without anything. He knows. He sees us actually perfect. But because we live in such a warped world and so many things have happened to us and our perception of life and our paradigm is so twisted because of, you know, things that we've experienced and a lot of lies where the enemy comes in. That to undo all of that is to actually step into yes. that perfect calling that he yeah. has for you. And that's to undo all of that. And that's absolutely that's what freedom's all about. It's, it's in essence like you can be free like physically, but internally you're living like a prisoner. Yes. So freedom is about becoming free internally, you know, sure, like okay. you are externally basically in essence. Yeah. Amen. Um, Let's take a short break and then we're going to touch on the topic of unconditional obedience. Sure. 
If you've just tuned into Radio K Pulpit, you're with Alana Willyfree with Body Matters. And I've got Nigel Brown in the studio with me from Master Reset. And we were just discussing some of Nigel's books on renewing of the mind and how that all practically fits in with, you know, walking in freedom, the will of God. And just touching on some of those topics. But the main topic we want to discuss today is unconditional obedience. So, Nigel, just coming back to that specific topic that we want to focus on today, why should we obey God and submit to Him unconditionally? Now, that question is a, is a, is a, is a profound question because we need to submit to God and obey God because of what God intends to do through us. Um, a few a few years ago, I was trying to. I, I basically I took uh, a few kids, eighteen kids, on a camp, and like, but they were very unruly. We got permission by the Department of Education to take them away on a camp, and then um, we had everything planned for them, program wise, for them to have so much fun. The only thing that they needed to do was just to listen in order for us to show them how the game is going to work and what their roles are and everything. But they just simply didn't listen. And and, and, and as a result, they were basically, in a sense, robbed of the the joy and the fun that they could have had if they just had to hear and obey what we were saying. Now, now in terms of what God wants to do, which is to be accurately represented through us, we need to obey and and sometimes we we don't understand what God tells us to do and why he's telling us to do it but even then even in those cases God expects us to 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 obey him because we understand that God God's ways are higher than our ways mm-hmm. and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts and he can see the end from the beginning he knows the bigger picture he knows where our lives are going so when he gives us an instruction it is informed by eternity it is informed by wisdom and understanding of where he wants to take us mm-hmm. so based on our, 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 our belief in the fact that he's a good God and that he knows the end from the beginning we can trust him implicitly yes. and we can obey him even though we don't really understand why God would take a certain approach, why God would ask us to do things a certain way, which doesn't necessarily make sense mm. to to the human mind in that moment. But in hindsight, when we look back, we will think, wow, that actually makes sense as to why God told us to do yes. that. So um, so that that's the key reason why we are to, to obey God and to submit to God. But if I, if I can actually um, just provide like a distinction in terms of obedience, in terms of obedience, and also in terms of submission. Now, when it when it comes to to God, to our relationship with God, our obedience to Him and our submission to Him is unconditional. Mm-hmm. But the distinction between obedience and submission is that obedience is an, is an action, is what something that you do in yes. response to an instruction that you hear. However, submission is the attitude. Sure, that we have, powerful. you know, in doing it, mm-hmm. you know, so it is possible to do something to obey with an unsubmissive heart. Mm-hmm. Then if you heard about this story where, where the teacher was telling this, this unruly kid, you know, to sit down and he refused to sit down and then he was threatened with punishment mm-hmm. and then eventually he complied and then he said, he sat down and he said, even though I'm sitting down on the outside, I'm mm-hmm. still standing up on the inside. Mm-hmm. That's a picture of unsubmissive obedience, yes. unsubmissive obedience. That's in the attitude of the heart because God says he, you know, according to the law, if you look back at the law, yes. they could obey the law in the Old Testament. Yes. But when it came to the New Testament, God looked at the attitude of their hearts. Absolutely. So are you talking about the attitude of yes. your heart? He doesn't mm. just love a giver. A cheerful giver. He loves the cheerful giver. Yes. A giver is an act. It's yes. obedience where, where God uh, uh, leads us to do something. Mm. But what is equally important to God is, is the attitude of the heart when we give. Yes, that's He loves beautiful. a cheerful giver. Yes, that's beautiful to distinguish the two. Yes. Another thing that I want to also just do, where I can make distinctions is that in the scriptures, there's a, there's a story of the three Hebrew brothers, Stradrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And King Nebuchadnezzar issued a decree for everyone to bow down and worship his golden image. Now, let me just park that for, for, for a few seconds. 
When it comes to our relationship with God, we are to submit to Him and obey Him unconditionally. However, when it comes to human authority, obedience is not unconditional. Obedience is conditional. But our submission or the attitude of our hearts should unconditionally be Christ-like. As unto the Lord. As unto the Lord. So you can, in essence, submissively Mm. disobey an authority that is that is demanding that you go against your values mm. or go against uh, your core convictions and beliefs. So you can unsubmissive or rather submissively disobey him. Now, as in yes. the case of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, when they were issued a decree by the king, King Nebuchadnezzar, to break the very first command, which is to not serve any other gods before mm. you. Look at their response. They submissively in other words, just listen to the attitude, disobeyed the king's decree. If I can just read, oh, yes. read this, uh, this passage from, from Daniel chapter 3, verse 16, it says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king. He says, they said, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God that we, we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he doesn't, we want you to know your majesty. That he, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Mm-hmm. Oh, majesty. You can hear the attitude. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's respectful. Yes. They respectfully disobeyed uh, uh, someone that was in authority over them that expected them to go to do something that's against their values, their principles Mm. and Mm. their convictions. So I just wanted to make that distinction. No, that is beautiful to to just distinguish it too. It was their heart wasn't to disobey, but they knew what was, what they had to do. They had to do what they had to do. Yes, absolutely. Not that it makes hundred percent (laughs) sense, but I hear what you're saying. And that's, that is powerful, but I I want to get to the next um, thing. Give us some of the conditions that believers put on their obedience to God. So some of the, of the conditions that we, that we put on our obedience to God is, you know, if there are certain outcomes that our obedience will produce that we want, Mm. then, then we will do it. For example, mm. if it advances or, our agenda mm. or what, what are we going to get out of it? What, yeah. Quid pro quo, you know, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. what are we going to get out of it if we do this? So mm. even if it's honorable, you know, like um, that, that can be a condition that is that we set. Like um, if, if God is faithful to what to the intentions and the purposes that we want, mm. then we will obey. Right. Mm. Um, but if not, then. We struggle to obey. Um, another another thing can can be, and this is a big one that I actually want to go into now is, I must understand before I obey. Yeah, I must understand why God is telling me to do this. I must understand how He's going to do it, and and why, and mm. and, and and what, and all the details. I need all the details, Lord. Before I take one step mm. of obedience. And I think most of us are like that. Why God? <laughs> Absolutely. When God? How God? Absolutely. We, we, I don't know if you watch Sharks or, or um, Shark Tank or, or Dragon's Den where someone has to pitch an idea yes. Uh, yes, for, for investors it, to yes. come in. So it's almost like we, we want God to kind of, you know, pitch, you yes. know, and give us all the details, cover all the bases, answer all our questions. Mm. Then we think, okay. Based on that, based on all my uh, mm. um, criteria that I want, I want to set. You know, uh, yes, God, I will obey you. Mm-hmm. But then that means He's not God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so obedience is what we do unconditionally. Understanding is not a condition or a prerequisite for obedience. Understanding is the result of obedience. So sure. we first obey. And then we understand. Mm-hmm. Understanding is a very important part of of what God wants us to experience as believers. In fact, he says in the scriptures, in all you're getting, get understanding. Mm-hmm. And yes. understanding is one of the seven attributes of the Holy Spirit found in Isaiah mm-hmm. as well. So that understanding is, is very important, but it's not more important than trusting in God. Mm-hmm. That is true. Putting That's our faith powerful. in God and obeying God, mm-hmm. even though we don't understand. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 3 verse, verse 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Another, uh, what that means, trusting in the Lord 
with all your heart is played out, is expressed by obeying God unconditionally and not leaning on your own understanding. Mm. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So our understanding is, is, is submissive mm. to, to obedience because trust in God is trusting in his nature mm. and his character, even though what he's expecting from us doesn't make sense. Yes. But we trust in him. We trust, we are, obey God because of who is instructing us. Yes. Not because of, you know, we evaluating the instruction and seeing if it makes sense and seeing the pros and cons. And then based on that outcome, which we obey. No, we trust God because of who he is, mm-hmm. because he said so. I don't know if you want me to give you an example of yes, that. Yes, no, that would be great. So in Luke chapter 5, if we can go there, Luke chapter 5 from verse 4 to 6. The, the context of this is where Peter and his colleagues were fishing all night. And they didn't catch a single fish. The next day, while they were cleaning their nets, Jesus came and used his boat from which he addressed a crowd of people. Now, this is weird, but I want to read from Luke 5, from verse 46. When he had finished speaking, Jesus had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, We've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. Now that is the profound, mm. the profound principle that I, want, so. that, I, that I want to bring across. Peter's obedience was not based on, what, on, the, on the intelligence or the validity of what Jesus said. It was based on the fact that Jesus said it. Because in those mm. days, fishermen caught fish at night and not during the day. Mm. Because during the day, the fish could see the nets and swim around it. So the instruction that Jesus gave Peter didn't make sense to him or any other fisherman. So Peter's obedience to Jesus' instruction was not based on understanding or the fact that it made sense. He obeyed Jesus because it was Jesus' instructing him. Sure. Peter said, but because you say so, mm-hmm. that is the basis mm-hmm. of my obedience, not me understanding what you, what you have to yeah. say. Because what Jesus said didn't make sense you know, yes. to, a, to, a, to a professional fisherman. And when he did it, he experienced the result and he came to an understanding of, wow, when Jesus yeah. says something, he knows and what he's talking about. that's the attitude towards God that Absolutely. we should have. Yes, God. Yes, yes God. God. We'll do it. Absolutely. And I mean, we all struggle in our own nature. We don't always understand why we are where we are or why did God tell us to do something or we're sitting in a place where we're not sure, is this for your will? But I'm sure you said I need yeah. to be here. And um, it's so true what you're saying. Yeah. The understanding will come afterwards. Afterwards, yeah. Don't you want to give us some biblical examples of people who obeyed God unconditionally? Okay. Now, definitely. I will just continue where, like, where, where I left off um, the previous time. I gave the example of Peter and, and the fish. Another example that I want to share is about Abraham. You know, now, the difference between the example of Abraham and the example of, of Peter is um, Peter saw Jesus literally in front of him. But Abraham heard the voice of the Lord. He didn't have the benefit and the luxury of, 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 of having Jesus standing in front of him in the flesh. So I want to preface this example by saying that it is not, how can I put it? The legitimacy of, a, of an instruction is dependent on the legitimacy of the source of that instruction. Mm. The legitimacy of, of a word or a thought that comes to your mind or a certain nudging or leading, the legitimacy of that thought or that instruction is purely dependent on the legitimacy of the source. So once you've established that the source of that instruction is God, then the, 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 the response, the only legitimate response is to say, yes, Lord. Mm-hmm. Now, Abram is a, is a brilliant example of this. Abram, God told Abram to go out of your country, go out of your father's house to a land that I will show you. Now, that instruction is, from a human point of view, is ridiculous. Mm. God was expecting him to leave what was known to him all his life, 
what is most familiar to him, his family, his country. And he says, in other words, he says, immigrate. Now, how can you immigrate if you don't know where you're immigrating to? Yeah. <clears throat> the Lord says, go to a country that I will, a land that I will show you. So, so God expected him. God didn't give him all the details about where he was going, but God gave him just enough information to know where he couldn't stay. Mm. And as he took steps of obedience to what God told him, God progressively revealed step by step mm. where he was taking him. It's like the scripture that says, "My light, my my, um, f- your light is like a feet, like a like a yeah, lamp, unto, lamp my feet. unto my feet, and a light unto my path." So that's a beautiful example. Like if you drive at night, you mm-hmm. can't see your destination from where you are. That's true. But the more you're driving, the more you see greater, mm-hmm. greater uh, um, uh, measures of, of mm-hmm. you know. You understand. You see the bigger picture. But you have to move. If you don't move, you're not going to see more. That's true. So that that's a beautiful example. So, so. Abraham just responded in obedience. He didn't understand. If he had to have this mindset, you know what? I first want to understand before I obey. He wouldn't have moved a single inch Mm -hmm. from his father's house or from his country. But because it was God that was speaking to him, because he discerned the voice that was speaking to him, undoubtedly he knew that that was God. Mm -hmm. Even though it didn't make sense to his mind, he obeyed. And, and we see in later chapters that God fulfilled his promise. Yes. God, he, he settled in the promised mm. land. So only afterwards he came to an understanding after he obeyed. So that his, his obedience or his understanding was the, was the result of his obedience. It wasn't the prerequisite of his obedience. So this uh, took place in Genesis 12, what I referred to, yes. the calling of Abram. Then uh, the second one, the second example of Abram is found in Genesis chapter 22, which was his greatest test, the testing, the Mm. ultimate test, where God tells Abram, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac. I mean, he's like being so specific. He's not talking about Ishmael. (laughs) He's talking about the only son that came by God's hand into the world, his son Isaac, and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on the mountain that I will show you. Once again, incomplete information that God expects him to act upon without having any of the information. Now, (laughs) what, what used to get me, what used to cause me to like... You know, not sleep at night sometimes. Thinking about this was was not only the ridiculousness of God's instruction to Abraham, but Abraham's response baffled me. Mm. I couldn't understand how Abraham could just next next day, boom, let's go. Yeah. No, like you know, conversing and like wrestling. So, okay, Lord, is this you or you know mm. what what we would normally do? Like, yeah, if I, said this is from the devil. <laughs> exactly, we would say, get behind me, Satan. Like, if yeah. I must hear a voice telling me to sacrifice my firstborn, uh, Caleb, the first thought that, that would come to my mind is, get behind me, Satan. Mm. Like, yeah. you know, at best, I would like think, okay, let me just let me just work through this and 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 see if this is from God. And let's let, let's not just yeah. shrug it off, but his response, he knew. Sure. Undoubtedly, that the voice that he heard was God, mm. and that's the only way you can obey mm. God um, implicitly like that. Yeah. So fast, if you had no doubt in your mind that that was God, because it's not always what he said mm-hmm. that can that can uh, determine whether it is God that says it. Because mm. to our mind, it doesn't make sense, yeah. and we will reject it as not God. So there has to be a discernment by the Spirit to know. That this is God. Mm. Well, in hindsight, we know that this whole thing was a test. Yes. You know, God never intended him to to sacrifice Isaac, but he remained open. Mm. And when he was in the process of executing the word that God instructed him to do, God spoke again and stopped him. Sure. And says, "Don't touch the son." Mm. Now I know <laughs> that, yes, that you understand you me. that you fear mm. God. Yes, exactly. Mm. That He is the most important. Mm. A person, not my promise, but mm. the promiser. I am the most important yes. person in your life, not what I give you. And uh, that that just that just blew my mind. That's such a beautiful picture. God revealed Himself mm. after um, God stopped Him and provided a ram. He revealed Himself as Jehovah Jireh, yes. Jehovah sees, Jehovah my provider. And this revelation came 
as a result of his obedience. Sure. It wasn't the prerequisite of, of, yes. of his obedience. It, God didn't explain all this before he took one mm. step. No, he, he took those steps of obedience. And then God, as a, as a reward, God gave him the revelation. Yes. God revealed himself because he, he says, now I know you fear me. Mm. Now I know that you trust me and that I'm the most important mm person in your life and i think sometimes even though we might we might not always get the answers immediately like you said yeah. like in that revelation you might get it in a few years time yes or you might look back and say look how god has planned my path yeah you know just by being obedient to him and i think also sometimes obedience or, or um hearing god's voice and obeying him is also sometimes god just testing you Yes. Testing your obedience. Am I the most True. important thing in your life? True. Are you prepared to go that extra mile? Can I use you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you can, you can do the little things for me. Then I know I can trust you with greater and bigger things. So true. Hundred uh, percent. And then also, I think the one thing for me is, and I think as you spoke about the voices, hmm. you know, how do you determine clearly that it's God's voice? You know. Hmm. Um, Sometimes we do hear his voice and we struggle to obey it. And sometimes some people just struggle, you know, mm. is this from God or yeah. isn't this from God? Yeah. So how do we overcome all of this? Okay. So one, one of the, one of the, 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 the strongest uh, blockages to hearing the voice of God is our deep-seated beliefs and convictions that are not aligned with the purposes of God. Mm. And, and because it could be a conviction that God initiated in a previous season of our lives that had an expiration date, like with Abram, sure. where God told him, absolutely God told him to sacrifice Isaac, no doubt. However, God spoke again. There was an expiration date to what he said, to the preceding word, which is what he's saying. And what he's, what he's saying is always superior to what he said. Because what he said may have, may had, have had an expiration date, you know. Sure. So it's not like he's, he's, he's schizophrenic. <clears throat> he's got a purpose for this. We know in hindsight, in Abram's example, that, that God was testing Abram. He's testing Abram. And that test had an expiration that once he passed that test, there's no point for the test. Mm. So God says, stop, you know, um, and then God reveals his heart revelation about who he is mm. uh, to Abram. So if Abram had the conviction and he did have that God spoke to him and he heard a voice, which was also God, but that he rejected to tell him to, to stop, stop. From, from killing, you know, Isaac. He would have continued to kill Isaac. Sure. And that would not have been in the will of God. Mm. Even though God did say that, God said, God basically spoke again. Mm. So what, it, what that means is... a contradiction, is, the yes. one to the other, yes. So what uh -huh. that means, we need to be constantly led by the Spirit. Sure. We can't just operate on principles. Mm. You know, and and close ourselves off to what the Lord is speaking to you because it's a loving relationship that we have with God. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us. He won't contradict his word. Uh, at the same time, there's a purpose. Everything is governed by purpose. Yes. When God speaks to you and tells you to do something, there's a purpose for mm. that. There's a purpose for the process that Joseph went through from 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 experiencing a high when he received the dream that God showed him of his future and how the fact that everybody's going to, to bow down before him, to being betrayed by his brothers, thrown into a mm. pit, falsely accused of a crime that he didn't commit by Potiphar's wife, and then thrown into prison. Sure. That doesn't make any sense. Mm. But then, in hindsight, we, we can see that God did that to prepare him for what he has prepared yes. for him, which sure. was the elevation to a position of authority and power as the prime minister of the most powerful nation in the then known world. Sure. And so that he, he literally, God used him to save the then known world, mm. including his family mm. and the Egyptians, you know, and the countries around him. But what he says in Genesis 50 verse 20 is very interesting. When his brothers appeared to him and his brothers actually understood 
that this is actually Joseph. They recognized this is Joseph. What the devil intended for harm, God used for good, yeah? <laughs> exactly. He says, well, he says, as for you, he's talking to his brothers, you intended this for, for, for harm, hey? mm. for evil. But as for God, he intended it for the good, yes. to the saving of many lives. Sure. You know, when we get despondent, we get despondent when we focus on the intentions of the enemy uh, uh, in, in, in allowing Our the circumstances. circumstances yes. But what the, what the Lord is encouraging us to do through the, through the word that he spoke through um, Joseph to his brothers is that focus on my intention and my purpose. Mm-hmm. My purpose is for the good. Mm-hmm. To the saving of many lives. Sure. You didn't see that that mm. that big picture. But trust me. He implicitly trusts the character and nature of God in the process when everything was going against mm. him. And then afterwards mm. he understood that yeah. oh, oh wow. This is what God was doing. And I'm sure many times he asked, Why God? Why? Absolutely. You've given me all these promises, you've given yes. me all these dreams. And I think so many times we also ourselves as humans, we ask God why? Why, Lord? But yeah. just to obey, just to be obedient to the will of God, knowing it's what He wants for you, yes. and He will work out His good plan in you. Just a question. This is not just offhand. What if someone? How do you feel about this question? If someone okay. says, "I feel like I missed the boat," or "I miss God's," you know, miss God somewhere. Yes, yes. Like I, I think I shouldn't have gone. I should have gone there. This is what I feel, mm. God. Said I must mm. do, no, no, yeah. I didn't. What, what that, what I get from that, from that person, mm. immediately is the fact that this person actually has a desire to do the will of God, mm. right? And I want to encourage that person. If if you are a listener right now, that is you, with the example of Jonah. Jonah could hear the voice of God clearly, and he deliberately disobeyed. The clear voice of God. Mm. He, had, he had zero intention to do the will of God. But even in his case, God made himself heard by sending a fish to swallow him sure. and bringing him back to a place where he can hear and obey God. So redirecting. Redirecting him. So if God could do that to an unsubmissive, disobedient prophet that didn't care about to do care about doing God's will in that instance. God deliberately. Deliberately. Depends. How much more you who actually have a desire to do God's will. Mm-hmm. God will make himself heard by you. Sure. Through circumstances, through people in your life, he won't leave you and mm-hmm. like say, okay, you made the wrong decision, so you have to sit on your blister. No, that's not God. Mm-hmm. God God always redirects, reroutes like a GPS. You're going this direction, then it reroutes, it works out a different way. He will make himself heard by mm-hmm. you. He'll make sure you get the message. And you won't miss that which God has. It might take you longer. It might not be the way, yeah. but God still. And, and you know what comes to mind the whole time as you're talking and that? I know your master reset is it's built on, you know, taking your thoughts captive, bringing under the obedience of Christ. Yes. And then it says, and then you will know the good, the perfect and acceptable will, will of God. God. Yes. And Romans. so to me, it almost seems like there are three different worlds. Hmm. There's the good, there's the acceptable. I'm not. I don't have it offhand <laughs> yes. now on yeah. me, so I don't. I can't quote it. But that they, that at the end of the day, God does have a perfect plan for you. But sometimes we shift from that plan. Yeah, we do sometimes. But, but He you, still has His will will mm. still be done, even if it's now not exactly what He wanted for us. So I, I don't mm. know. Yeah. That's something I would love to just yeah. go and think about mm. more and study a little and bit pre- more. Meditate on that. Meditate yes. on yes. on. On that, what is his is acceptable? Well, what mm. is his perfect will? But it's all mm. part of his will. Absolutely, like the, you know, at the end of the day, if we submit our hearts to God, that's all He expects us to do. Mm. You know, yet if we come into a place, a posture of submission, and say, "Lord, like Jesus says, not my will, mm. but Your, your will, will be, done. be done." If that's mm. your posture, and you really believe it, like 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 Jesus did. Uh, then God will make sure His mm. perfect will will be done yeah. in your life. There's no, there's, there isn't an inferior will. God, if you come with that posture, yes. there's no way God won't flesh yeah, out. Yeah, that you won't miss that you'll miss it. You won't miss it. You don't have to fear that. Yes, because and I His think that's what I you. want to get across: that, that they won't miss God's plan. If Absolutely. your heart is to please Him, to do His will, yes, you won't miss the plan that God has. He will bring yeah. you back. Can I give you another again. example? Yes, of course. Mm. <laughs> Just to encourage you. Uh, and, and the listener that may be going through this, Balaam. 
<laughs> that that example just just blows me away. I just laugh when I think about it. You know, this guy, he didn't have a desire to do the will of God. Hey? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he could be uh, uh, influenced by money and manipulated by money. Yes. But even him, God made himself heard by him, even if he had to speak through his donkey. Sure. Mm. <laughs> he made sure that this guy, this unsubmissive, yes. this backslidden dude, prophet, another prophet here, you know, another prophet, he made sure he was heard by him. That's what I'm saying. If you have this desire in you, you have got nothing to be afraid of because your father loves you and he will make sure you get the message mm-hmm. some way or another that only you will recognize. That's, that, that's the beauty of that it. Is so true. God will speak in a way that you uniquely will recognize that other people won't recognize mm-hmm. necessarily. But because you tuned in and you wired a certain way, the Lord will speak to you through through that means. And yes. he does it. I mean, he's done it to me many times through a radio song. When somebody sings yes. the exact words that I needed to hear. I mean, it's a backslidden, not even a backslidden, it's a, it's a secular artist that's yes. singing that doesn't understand the meaning of what mm. they're saying. But the Lord can use those few words that comes from a secular artist's that's mind true. or uh, mouth and he can minister to you because Amen. you are wired and tuned into hear his voice in, in that unique Amen. way. So you don't have to be afraid yeah. at all. Yeah, I think it's just encourage those who are yeah. sitting and think, oh, maybe I missed it, you know. Yes. That God, if your heart is there, God will redirect you Absolutely. on the right path. Yeah. But let's take a short, quick break. And after this, I'm going to give you Nigel's details. So grab a pen and paper and Yoti will want to get his details and we'll be giving it away after this music break. Welcome back. This is Alana Willyfee from Body Matters, and I am chatting to Nigel Brown from Master Reset, and we have just been chatting about um, God's unconditional obedience, our unconditional obedience towards God. So we've chatted about many things, hearing God's voice, obeying Him, and not always very understanding why God has asked us to do something. But at the end of the day, God is faithful in whatever He does. So Nigel, I know it's at the end of the program, and I know you've written so many books, and I'm sure some of the listeners out there you know, might be want to inquire about it or maybe order some of the books. And you also do some life coaching. And um, so, sure, don't you want to give us your details, sure. please? Okay, my, my email address is info at masterreset.co.za. Info at masterreset.co.za. And I just felt I wanted to give uh, three free or complimentary sessions, life coaching sessions, or spiritual coaching sessions for any for the first three people who who emails me uh, once you've heard this. I just felt like I want want to do invest uh, in your life, uh, whether it is goals that that you want to achieve or there's certain things that you want to overcome in your life, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's addictions, whether it's whatever it is. Um, uh, I can, I, by the spirit, I can help you um, accomplish that, mm. you know, by asking you the right questions and unlocking the answers that are already inside of you. So that's that's just in terms of um, if you want to contact me for that. Um, and then you're welcome to contact me about any other thing as well to info at masterreset.co.za. To get my books, you can go to masterreset.co.za as well, and you can click on um resources all my books are available on my website to 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 be purchased and then on social media i'm on facebook and instagram as well and i also have a youtube channel the um that the handle is at master reset me for um facebook and also for instagram so yeah yeah that's so awesome nigel so y'all get on the phone whatsapp email do what you have to do i think this is going to be brilliant um, so thank you so much, Nigel, for that. Um, so y'all, please get on on your emails. I know it's going to be so rewarding. I mean, I know Nigel; he's such a got such a heart and a passion for the Lord. But Nigel, before we end off, don't you want to give the audience just a word of encouragement, something that you feel strongly on your heart about, and then just just pray for us, okay? Please. <clears throat> All right, sure. There's like so much things that that I can see. Um, but just just in light of of the question that that Alana um, submitted, you know, the scripture says in James chapter one, from verse five to eight, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask 
or her ask of God, who gives to all men liberally without finding fault, but let them ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavers is driven by the wind and tossed. For let not this man think he shall receive anything from the Lord. So the Lord invites us to depend on him, to ask him for wisdom. It's a, well, the beauty of this is that he doesn't distinguish between the type of people that he will give wisdom to. He doesn't say he will give wisdom to the righteous. Mm-hmm. In James 1 verse 5, he says, anyone. if anyone lacks wisdom, let them ask of God who gives to all men without finding fault. Mm-hmm. So God won't find fault with your, with, with your life or whatever you've done wrong. The fact that you are asking wisdom and you are depending on him for the source of wisdom, he won't withhold it from you. And he will make sure, I just want to emphasize mm-hmm. this, he will make sure that he is heard by you. Sure. He will make sure. If it's so important that you get a message, it's so important. It is the responsibility of God. Listen, it's not your responsibility. This is this is a mind blowing revelation that I got when my wife was pregnant with my firstborn, and she had a fibroid attached to her ovary, and um, they couldn't distinguish whether the, the high inflammation that it was that she was experiencing was caused by the fibroid or by the her appendix. If it was the appendix, then surgery needed to be done because. Uh, a ruptured appendix can can cause her to die, you know. But at the same time, um, surgery on a pregnant woman is not ad- not not advised. They try to avoid that at all cost. So with the tests that they've done, they didn't know who, what was the source of the inflammation. And in the middle of this whole thing, I I prayed and I said, Lord, everything depends on my ability to hear your voice. Mm, sure. Everything depends on my ability to hear your voice. I felt the burden as the priest of my home to hear the voice of the Lord. But then the Lord encouraged me. He says, Nigel, everything doesn't depend on your ability to hear my voice. Everything depends on my ability to make myself heard. Wow. It depends on my ability because I've got a stake in your life. And if, it, if I need to get the message to you, it is my responsibility as God to make sure that you get it. And you took me to an example when I was still uh, um, working in my office and my, my PA was sitting uh, in, the, in the front section. And then I called her from my office because it's kind of an open mm-hmm. plan thing. And then I didn't hear a reply because I needed her to do something for me. And then I got up. I got up and I went to her and I saw she had uh, headphones on. You know, at that particular point in time. And then I tapped her on the shoulder and and then she like took the earphones off and she looked at me and said, sorry, yes. And then I gave her the message. So it was my responsibility Mm. because I needed to get a message through to her. It was my responsibility to make myself heard by her. Wow. So even though she was distracted and there's there's many uh, um, blockages to hearing me, it was my responsibility as the initiator to make sure that she that she's heard by me. I needed to make myself heard. And that is what I want to encourage each and every one of you today, that you don't have to fear. You don't have to fear of missing God. If you have a heart that desires to do the will of God, I want to commend you. God, man, God, God is so excited about you. He will never leave you nor forsake you because you actually desire to know his will. You know? And he knows your heart. He knows your heart. He absolutely knows your heart. And the, the last thing that I want to encourage you with is something that I actually I mentioned, I think, in one of the previous uh, interviews that you've yes. done with me, is when my dad died and my close friend died just two months after my dad died, it was a very rough time in my life. And the Lord spoke through the body of Christ mm-hmm friends and my local church and one of the common things that they mentioned was don't worry Nigel God is faithful God is faithful and I took that word that that was an encouraging word to me but when I meditate upon that word the Holy Spirit asked me a question Nigel what am I faithful to and I'm thinking and then he replied he says I am exclusively faithful 
to my purposes. Sure. I'm not faithful to your agenda mm. or to the outcomes that you want to achieve if it is not in alignment with my purposes. So if you have a heart that desires to do my will, I am faithful to complete that because I started that desire in you and I will complete what I start. Sure. That is powerful, really yeah. powerful. I think I'm going to get onto that email right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is powerful. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's just amazing. It's sometimes just thinking we've got, we need to, we need to, but sometimes yeah. God says, I'll do it. Absolutely. And that is so awesome, that faithfulness. Absolutely. Nigel, will you end up with prayer for us, please? Sure, I will. Father, thank you for this, this beautiful opportunity to just put your heart and your love on display. To show that you are a father. You are our father. You love us, Lord. You know what we struggle with. You know our weakness, Father God. And you don't hold it against us. You impart wisdom to us without finding fault if we ask you in faith. Nothing wavering. Knowing that you are the only one that can give us the answers that we need, Father. If we come to you with a heart of, of submission, a heart that desires to obey and to, and to do your will, Father, there's nothing that you will withhold from us. Mm. Nothing that you with, will, will withhold from those who walk uprightly. You will not withhold it from us. Lord, we, we, we just cancel that lie of the enemy. The lie that says that the Lord is holding out on us, what the, the, the lie that he influenced Adam and Eve uh, in the garden, where he was by implication saying that God was holding out on them. And that's why they needed to take and eat of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil for them to experience it themselves mm. and go against the word that God made clear to them. Lord, we know that you are loving God. We know that you have eternal purposes that you want to flesh out through us. And we know, Father, that if we align to your will and we align to your purpose and set our affections on your purpose, Lord, that you will empower us to do your will. Like in Philippians chapter, chapter 2, verse 13. And I just want to read this in the close of my prayer to, to the listeners. Philippians chapter, chapter 2, verse 13. For God is working in you giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. And Father, I pray that you will continue to place in us the desire and the power and the ability and the grace to do what pleases you. That what we do comes from a place of love. That our obedience comes because we love you. That, that promise where Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commands, is not a gun to the head, but it's a promise that because we love you, the natural result of our love for you is that we will obey you. And I pray, Father, that that will be a reality to every single listener's life from now until they go to be with you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Nigel. Thank you so much for being here, sharing that powerful, powerful message. I know I've still got so many thoughts going on in my head, so many things just that I can go back and mm. meditate mm. on. So thank you so much. And to the audience out there, thank you so much for joining us again. Um, yeah, unfortunately, it's the end of the program. I'm sure we could have spoken and touched on a lot more. But thank you for the, your time, um, Nigel. And yeah, to everybody else, we'll meet again next Saturday. Today at the same time from me Alana Willifier, goodbye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.